In case you think home title fraud is the uh, kind of thing that only happens to other people, have a listen to a convicted thief explaining what happens after he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance for that. No, it's in my name, or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, what he's calling you? After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, or done whatever I've done with it, it's 60 to 90 days to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You know, by that point, you start getting foreclosure notices, and you realize you've got four mortgages on your house. Not only that, you don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Mm, doesn't that sound like fun? Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. This can hit you. You could be a victim and not even know it yet. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit HomeTitleLock.com and the promo code is RADIO. You can register your address to see if you're already a victim and get a no-obligation home title report. It's a $100 value, free. Get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. The code is RADIO. Check it out now. Protect yourself. HomeTitleLock.com. The code is RADIO. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. It is Tuesday. Tulsi Gabbard has announced she is leaving uh, the Democratic Party. She's going to be joining us here in about 30 minutes to talk about that. Also, there is a story that came out a couple of weeks ago. We talked about it then, and then it just seemed to kind of die out. The election integrity partnership that uh, was for private organizations working the Department of Homeland Security and with the... What was the other department? There was another uh, department, I think State Department. And they wanted to make sure that misinformation was curtailed. So this public-private partnership went to Facebook and Twitter and everybody else and said, you need to suppress these voices, and they did. They, they suppressed millions of social media posts, deemed it as misinformation. Is anything being done about this? Are they doing it now for this election? What's happening? We talked to the guy who broke the story, John Solomon from Just the News, the CEO and editor-in-chief. We talked to him in 60 seconds. Every day, the threat of economic turmoil looms closer and closer on the horizon. We're already seeing plenty of it as inflation continues to spike at record numbers. I hate being the one to say this, but at this point, a recession is, it's already happening, but it's guaranteed to happen bigger than what you would expect. You need to prepare and you need to know what to look for as things begin to spiral out of control. May I suggest today is the day you get free mortgage review from American Financing. 
the average, the average that these guys are saving people uh, every single month is $695. $695, that would go a long way to help you on the inflation front, wouldn't it? Just take 10 minutes out of your day and call American Financing at AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Our good friend and a serious journalist, uh, John Solomon. Welcome to the program, sir. How are you? Good to be with you, Glenn. Um, could you recap this story for anybody who who missed it or may have forgotten about it that you broke yeah. about three, four weeks ago? Yeah, and there's a big development today that I'll get to. But the Election Integrity Pro- Partnership was a uh, three, uh, four person or four entity, private entities that came together, two universities, a cybersecurity company. They formed this sort of left-leaning project that worked with the Homeland Security Department, the State Department, to create a concierge ticket system that people could file tickets saying, I think this is disinformation. Will you, the Election Integrity Project, go on behalf of us and ask the social media companies to throttle the post, uh, delete the post, or block the post, or flag the post? And uh, they did this, and they did it with significant reach, according to their own after-action report, which we obtained. Uh, they uh, impacted 4,800 URLs, websites, 4,800 of them, uh, eight, uh, 20 journalists, more than two dozen uh, uh, conservative influencers. And by the way, we're one of the news organizations. Just the News was, was censored or, or blocked by this. Right. And, we are, uh, too. More, and, and I was named as a super spreader. I mean, you were there. There's this chart that you obtained. Um, introducing the narrative, mainstreaming it, and then super spreaders. And this was about the color revolution, which I don't know any, I do. I don't know who uh, Darren Beatty is. I didn't know any of these others that were saying this. We were doing our own independent research. And then it says, uh, you know, Darren Beatty appears on Tucker Carlson. The next one is significant influencer pickup, Glenn Beck and mass spreading, sharing dynamics as users post stories and claims to Facebook groups. So I'm a super spreader. Yeah. Welcome to the club. It's, a, it's, it's just amazing, right? The, the idea that in a country that was founded with the First Amendment, the very first one that our founding fathers gave us, being free speech, to see this collaboration, uh, the, the, the HS sanctions it. State Department actually sends some requests. Homeland Security didn't send any requests to actually for a censor, but State Department did. Private groups, including the Democratic National Committee, did. And this partnership itself did a lot of its own flagging under the name of the government, forwarding it to these things. 22 million tweets, social media posts, were impacted by the targeting that this group did. 35% of the time, uh, when a request was made of Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Google, uh, the request was granted by social media. That's a pretty good batting average. I know some baseball players that would take a 350 batting average. A really, really significant, the largest federally sanctioned censorship operation ever uncovered in America. And today we have a brand new development. It turns out that one of the players who was instructing uh, uh, the Homeland Security Department during the 2020 election was a Harvard University entity created by Hillary Clinton's former campaign manager, Robbie Mook. Now, why is that significant? First off, another left-leaning person involved in the machinery, but it was Robbie Mook in 2016 who uh, testified during the Sussman trial recently. He and Hillary Clinton sanctioned the idea of leaking key things about the Russia 
collusion narrative, the fake Russia collusion narrative to the news media, even though they weren't sure it were, was true. Just think about that. In 2016, he's the perpetrator of one of the largest disinformation campaigns ever pulled out in American electric history. And four years later, he's advising his group at the, um, the Belfer Center at Harvard University is advising the government on how to fight disinformation. This is craziness. Is there anyone picking this up to to break this up or is this just uh, getting worse? Well, it's definitely accelerating. The group is back in action. Uh, they, they, they said they got the gang back together in a tweet post uh, just a few days ago. Um, there are multiple members of Congress that have jumped in. Ron uh, Johnson, that's uh, Senate Homeland Security System, uh, Committee. Uh, James Comer, likely to be the chairman of the House uh, Oversight Committee. Uh, Jim Jordan, likely to be the chairman of the Judiciary Committee if uh, Republicans gain control. Chuck Grassley, uh, likely to be Senate Judiciary Committee chairman. They're all asking questions. My understanding is there may be a preservation letter going out in the next couple of days. What is preserve it? all your oh, evidence. Okay. We're coming to get it. So, John, can I ask a question that maybe you're, you're not prepared to answer? But, sure. um, you know, just based on my gut, and I could very well be wrong, but this doesn't feel like an election that's going to be close. And I hope it's not. One way or another, I hope it's not, um, because I don't think people are going to believe that it wasn't uh, fixed. Um, the the Democrats will know that it was fixed, but if they lose, they'll say it was the other side fixing it. And conservatives are so concerned about, you know, the last election that, and it feels, uh, at least in Texas, it feels like a, uh, a red wave. Um, and I'm not suggesting that it feels like a 20-point margin, but it, it feels like we will win if they're close, we would win. Um, could be wrong. Are these elections safe? Are they secure? Well, there, uh, we have a, a much better handle on uh, the rule changes that really tipped the election to the favor of Democrats in 2020. The Wisconsin Supreme Court rulings, Arizona legislation, Georgia legislation, Florida legislation, Texas legislation. A lot of the states, particularly the red states uh, and the battleground states, have attempted uh, to fix the issues that a lot of people believed hijacked the 2020 election. There are some states where the issues aren't fixed. Pennsylvania is a concern for a lot of people. Uh, there's been some unusual activity in Colorado. I think 30,000 uh, uh, registrations went out. We just confirmed this this morning uh, to non-citizens who aren't supposed to vote in Colorado. So there's still failures and mistakes. We know Iran hacked into the 2020 election. We learned that a year after it occurred. But I think the system is more... Uh, insulated against the sort of tactics that the Democrats and liberals and their bureaucratic friends in the election bureaucracy tried to use during the COVID-19. People are wiser, smarter. There are more uh, election poll watchers uh, ready to go and trained, uh, something that I think Glenn uh, Youngkin did very well and created a model for the Republican Party nationally. So I think people have greater confidence that uh, uh, the system will be better oiled, less craziness, and also changes to rules that were done in the name of COVID-19 have been rolled back in a big way. And I think another important thing happened two weeks ago, Glenn. I don't know if a lot of people paid attention because it happened on a Friday night, but an Obama-era judge, an Obama-appointed judge, 
declared that the whole concept that made Stacey Abrams the national figure that she is, that Georgia is the epicenter of a 21st century Jim Crow racist voting system, an Obama judge struck down every count of her lawsuit. That sends a pretty powerful message to Americans and Georgians alike that just asking for someone's ID is not racist. Checking someone's citizenship is not racist. Having a court declare that, by the way, a court led by a Democratic judge uh, is, I think, probably uh, a very important force going into this election. Let me switch the subjects. Um, Ukraine. Uh, First of all, why is a teacher's union head, Randy Weingarten, over on the front lines of Ukraine today? I mean, I'm not even a joke about it. Anyway, um, why is she? She's over there. She's assessing the situation. What kind of payoff favors or uh, what, what, what's happening there? Yeah, it's, it's a mystery to a lot of people. She obviously has been over there. Uh, she says that uh, she's, you know, trying to help uh, the Ukrainian schools weather and, and perform in the middle of a war. Uh, who knows what's really going on there? Listen, Ukraine has long been a, uh, a, a favorite of liberal Democrats. They have championed its causes. Uh, and, you know, they're in the middle of a brutal war. Putin's attack on Sunday was a brutal attack as it targeted civilians. It killed lots of people unnecessarily. Uh, I don't know uh, what actually motivates her there. We're trying to find out. We've put some FOIAs in at the State Department because the State Department probably would have cleared or been in on the loop. So we'll find out at, what, beyond what she said what's there. But listen, this is a very dangerous war. It has already had enormous consequences on the economy of the European Union, enormous human consequences to the Ukrainian people. And Vladimir Putin is acting more and more desperate. I think a lot of people have to look for, do we have a president? Do we have a leadership in the world that can find an off-ramp right now, stop this war and try to create a negotiated settlement? Does it seem like we're looking for an off-ramp to you? I had an amazing interview with uh, Victoria Coates over the weekend, uh, former deputy national security advisor. She said that Joe Biden is missing the opportunity. He has not defined to the American people what the end game is, why we're spending this money. And will he try to find an exit strategy beyond regime change in Russia? Uh, And there's no answer. Uh, She says this is a sign of the extraordinary weak leadership Mm -hmm. that Joe Biden has brought to foreign policy. Um, yesterday we had our airports, the outward facing websites, uh, went down. It looks like, uh, the Russians, not the government, but a, probably a front organization, um, right. claimed, uh, responsibility that they are going to start to hassle and make our lives more difficult, um, by hacking into systems here. Yeah, that's a uh, that is something we're seeing increasingly, um, uh, including in indictments. There was an indictment about three weeks ago of some Iranian hackers who were targeting a key infrastructure, particularly energy infrastructure. You see the airport attack this week, and we know the Iranians successfully hacked a database. Just keep this in mind. The the guy Chris Krebs who went on 60 Minutes said that we had a completely secure proof election in 2020. We later found out a year later because of an indictment by the FBI and Justice Department. That wasn't true. That actually beginning in the summer of 2020, our Homeland Security Department and CISA, Chris Krebs agency, knew that we had been penetrated by Iran. They were able to get into one state's voter database and steal 150,000 Americans' identity. That's a really remarkable 
uh, revelation that was kept from us during the 2020 election. The infiltration of state-sponsored hackers is growing every day, and our infrastructure is way behind being insulated. And I think that's one of the concerns we have. Hospital systems, energy systems, water systems, all being penetrated and tested every day. And uh, this is the next front of warfare, right? Uh, The digital warfare is... Um, I, I remember about a decade ago, it was Leon Panetta, the CIA director, said, we're going to have a digital Pearl Harbor one day because we're just not ready for it. And I think the efforts to get that digital Pearl Harbor started by our, our enemies are growing by the day. Um, if you could hang on for one minute, I want to take a one minute break, then back in with uh, John Solomon, uh, who is just he's one of the guys that I really trust. If you don't read just the news. You should. Um, Justthenews.com. All right. Tonight, when you climb into bed, you're going to be lying down on excellent sheets with maximum comfortability. Or are you just going to, you know, get the average sleep? I'm uh, something of a sheet snob, or I like to say aficionado. Uh, I can tell you my favorite sheets, and I mean this bar none, are the Giza Dream sheets. They're from my pillow. They are absolutely fantastic. I've been sleeping on them for years. I wouldn't trade them for my life. And you can get them at the lowest price ever now. $39.99. Really good sheets. Cost a fortune. Well, these are made with Giza cotton. Best cotton comes from Egypt. These are Giza cotton. This is Giza cotton. And they're fantastic. I don't know about the thread count. I don't really care. I just know they are super soft. Thirty nine ninety nine right now. They're as low as they've ever been. Uh, so I want you to go to MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Check out the flash sale on the Giza Dream Sheets along with other limited time offers. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Promo code BECK right now at MyPillow.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. John, I don't know if you follow the story. I've, I've, I've watched it be hit a couple of times. First, the New York Times came out and said, that's a conspiracy theory. And then the very next day, uh, Gascon from, uh, from L.A. put a warrant out for the arrest of this, this voting machine company. And he was arrested, I think, in Michigan, or she, and brought to California because of the transfer of information to China which they say was a mistake, but I'm not sure I believe that. Do you know what this story is really all about? Well, this is a really important story. Uh, first of all, it's a far-left prosecutor that has brought it. Right. Uh, but acknowledging that this company, this Michigan-based company, uh, appears to have stored uh, valuable data about the election poll workers and election system workers uh, on a server in, charge of, uh, in, in China, um, and that this was not only a breach of the contract, according to the district attorney's office, it was a national security risk. Um, uh, and it shows once again, just like the Iran hacking thing we talked about a few days ago, our foreign adversaries are looking for any way to steal data, to steal identities in America, to influence elections, to influence corporate business decisions. And this possibility, this idea that this was sitting on the servers, whether trying to penetrate or not, the indictment is silent on that I- issue right now. Uh, but it shows that Connick was very, at the very least, very slop, sloppy and uh, put, you know, this software, this poll chief software 
uh, in a location but where it could easily have been penetrated by the Chinese. Here's what doesn't make sense to me. That's a violation of a corporate contract. Yeah. Why? What's the criminality here? False representations in the contract is a, a basically the um, uh, and, and if you look at the indictment, right, there's a the representation that they weren't doing what they were doing. But there's also it says in the in the charges that were released by the district attorney, a suspicion of theft of personal identifying information, a suspicion okay. of theft of personal. We don't know more about that yet. We expect more of that. Uh, when the extradition and court hearings begin uh, going on. But a lot of um, uh, cross-pollination of Michigan town, L.A. County, working together to unravel this case and to bring this indictment. Uh, A lot of eyes are on this because it goes against the grain of a lot of the narratives uh, of the left. But in this case, one of the left's favorite, Gascon, he's the one bringing this case. And my understanding is the FBI has been involved. There's a lot of different pieces of um, uh, different, different players. <laughs> That's, why, still trying to what That's one of the reasons I don't trust it. It's, oh, it's Gascon and the FBI. Oh, well, I feel safe now. Um, yeah. One last thing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm seeing something that I just, I just can't believe is true, but I think it is. They're not going to do anything about Hunter Biden, are they? We'll see. Yeah, listen, I, I think that there was a significant amount of activity before the grand jury this spring uh, that brought forth the sort of uh, uh, evidence that would support charges for tax evasion or tax violations. Uh, I think for uh, uh, improper foreign lobbying, it's one of the things I've heard people being asked about before the grand jury. Uh, this gun charge came in late, you know, but obviously other people have been charged with lying about uh, using drugs on their on their uh, federal uh, fire the fire alarms license. So. I think at the end of the day, uh, right after the election, the prosecutors will make a final decision. I think there are three outcomes, right? One, they could cut a deal. That's the thing I most likely think will happen. Mm. Although the lawyer for Hunter says no. Two, there'll be an indictment. Um, Or three, there'll be some dispute between the line U.S. attorney and Maine justice that that will freeze us up. But the evidence is now pouring out into the public. It's going to be hard for the Justice Department not to take any action. And if the Democrats control the House and the Senate, will they be able to do anything about this? That's a great question, right? Uh, There may be less pressure prosecutors to take a final action and wrap this up because they know the Republicans won't be able to get it. I think one of the things that have pushed this along, I think, uh, has been the, the outcome of the selection, the idea that Republicans may have one chamber of the Congress growing belief that that's putting pressure on Justice Department. Hey, we don't want this out there with not, right. without any... I think that's been the driving force for a lot of people. Right. Uh, John Solomon, thank you so much as always for all of your work. Uh, again, as I said, if you have not read... Uh, just the news you should start your day with just the news um, just the news.com he is the ceo and editor-in-chief john solomon back in just a minute the glenn back program tulsi gabbard joins us in uh in just a couple of minutes um you're responsible for your dog right i mean that's why no we can't get it no but i'll take care of it no you won't no you won't your mom is the one that takes care of the dog all the time. And then once in a while, I'll be like, hey, somebody fed the dog. Um, and you're responsible for it. You feed your dog the best you can. And most likely it's kibble. And, you know, you didn't know that kibble is dead food. It, it has to have a long shelf life because of the law. 
until they cook out all of the good stuff. It, it will never go bad, really. I mean, it will never mold because there's nothing new. There's nothing alive in it. So naturopathic doctor Dennis Black came up with something that you sprinkle on your dog's food. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in Rough Greens. Rough Greens, try this out. Get a free trial bag. You just pay for uh, shipping. You get the free trial bag. Make sure your dog likes it. If they do, order a bag and watch the changes, the healthy changes in your dog. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. Um, I, uh, I, there was a story that came out today that I, I found uh, fascinating, uh, and that is Tulsi Gabbard. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party. Uh, it is now under the complete control of elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly, uh, cowardly wokeness who divide us by radicalizing every issue, stoke anti-white racism, actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms. Um, I wanted to talk to Tulsi because uh, um, I know her. I think we have the big things in common, the, you know, Bill of Rights, Constitution. Hey, I, I think America's made some really bad things. Let's, uh, let's learn from those because uh, most of it is really good if we can get it right. Um, but she, it's interesting also because she is leaving the Democratic Party. And she wasn't like when people leave the Republican Party. They're either really, really conservative and believe in things and they're like, this party doesn't mean anything. Or you've got the people who are just they're not really Republicans. They're more of a Democrat, conservative Democrat. Uh, and they leave. She was deep into the the socialist side of the party. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard joins us now. Hi, Tulsi. How are you? Hey, Glenn. Good morning. I'm good. How are you doing today? Good, good. So, um, first of all, let me just introduce it's the host of the Tulsi Gabbard Show. Uh, and you can find out more about her at Tulsi.substack.com. So, Tulsi, why leave the Democrats and why now? Glenn, you know, you and I have had a lot of great conversations and so many of those conversations Often I find have been centered around freedom, as you mentioned, the Bill of Rights, these fundamental principles our country was founded on, the things that are most important that that really bind us all together as Americans. And when it comes right down to it, today's Democratic Party does not believe in freedom. They don't believe in freedom. Uh, And because they don't believe in freedom and because they are Uh, You know, the party is led by fanatical ideologues. They're actively trying to undermine those God-given rights that we have that are enshrined in our Constitution. They are are actively seeking to undermine our freedom of speech. They want to control what we say and what we think. Uh, They are attacking our religious liberty. Uh, They cannot handle it when people dare to speak out or even question, question the things that they are trying to uh, impose on us as a society Uh, and the way that they, they, uh, you know, they foment fear. You see this cancel woke culture. Uh, They try to silence anyone who dares to disagree or anyone who dares to expose the insecurity, uh, their insecurity and the weakness in their argument and narrative. 
and uh, for a whole host of reasons. And you can go and, you know, uh, read my statement on Substack or listen to, to you know, I, I spoke about this in, in detail um, on the Tulsi Gabbard show, but it, it really all comes down to uh, freedom. And I, I, can, I can no longer be associated with today's Democratic Party that is so actively anti-freedom. Tulsi, you know, you and I have talked many times, and I really respect you, but I have to ask uh, a couple of questions, and I want you to know these are honest questions. I'm not trying to do anything but really understand a couple of things. First of all, um, address the cynics that would say you're only doing this now because you want the publicity for your podcast or, you know, Substack. Uh, I'm I'm laughing a little bit as you're asking that, Glenn, because uh, every time I've made a decision that uh, got got some attention, uh, but was maybe politically not expedient or the popular thing to do, that was very often the response. You're like, oh, you're just doing this to get attention. It's never made sense. That's never been the motivation that I've had. Uh, I have done my best and continue to do my best uh, to make decisions, whether it be about policy or, or other things, uh, based on, on what's right. Okay. And uh, this was not a decision that I made lightly or quickly, okay. but it's one that I knew uh, had to be done. Um, this, is, this is the part that, um, that I'm really interested in, because I think there are people that are leaving um, the parties, both parties, um, because they think they're both about bullcrap. Um, there are people like Bill Maher that are really uh, speaking out against this Democratic mob. Um, and he, people will say, I think he's turning conservative. No, he's not. He's a classical liberal. He's a guy who believes in freedom, et cetera, et cetera. He just believes in more taxes and more government and everything else. So he's just being the kind of... American that loves the country and agrees with the Bill of Rights and the kind of American that doesn't want to fight his neighbor can live side by side. I I, want to ask you because you uh, I mean, you endorsed Bernie Sanders in 2016, um, endorsed Keith Ellison. Um, You are somebody that has you're way down the rabbit hole to the left on your policies have you changed your mind on those? Are you more like Bill Maher? What, what, what's happening? Uh, well, first, I want to go back to what you mentioned about, you know, being, being a classic liberal. And I think a lot of people have forgotten or don't know maybe what that actually means. But if you look at, if you look at classic liberalism, and this is something that you talk about, classic liberalism is about respecting individual freedom and right. individual rights. Uh, it's about uh, really living up to that ideal of a government of by and for the people. It's about civil liberties and freedom. And my gosh, today's Democratic Party uh, is is clearly so far off from the classic liberals of uh, greats of our past. Uh, you know, uh, I there I, I've never put myself, as you know, in in a box. Like I've I've never mm-hmm. cleanly fit in, uh, you know, the so-called progressive box or the, you know, even as a Democrat, I've always been an independent Democrat. And so there are things that uh, probably I I agree with some folks on or disagree with other folks on. uh, But ultimately, 
what it what it comes down to is is the Democratic Party of today has literally gone insane, and the foundation of freedom. Uh, has not only been lost, it's something that they're actively attacking, uh, which which makes it impossible to even have a conversation about many of the other things that, that affect us in our everyday lives. If we can't stand on this common foundation of and principle of freedom uh, and, and recognizing our God-given rights enshrined in the Constitution, then there's, there's not a whole lot of uh, room to talk. So tell me what you think happened to the Democratic Party. As, as I see it, they gave it they gave in to the Marxists, but they're not really giving in to the Marxists. They, that's a I don't know. That was a feint or something. I, I'm not sure what it was, uh, but it was a the useful idiots. Uh, and really what they've done is they've become this corporatist uh, globalist uh, monster. What happened, do you think? You know, I, I can't tell you specifically what the cause is, but what I have experienced and what I've seen is, you know, going back 20 years ago when I first ran for state house here in Hawaii and I looked at, okay, well, which party do I want to affiliate with? At that time, when I looked and Hawaii's past especially, I saw the Democratic Party as a big tent, inclusive party, respecting people who hold different views on different issues, but really rooted in the foundations of justice and fairness and freedom and being a champion for the little guy, for the working class American. And that party is, is, is not recognizable uh, today. Uh, it, is a, it is a party of the elite, by the elite and for the elite. It is a party of, of warmonger, warmongers who are firmly in the grips of the military industrial complex. Uh, it, it's a party that has left the people behind. Mm. And, uh, and it's been taken over by these fanatical ideologues who um, are blinded by their ambition and desire for power. You know, I, I've, I've been through this uh, over the years, and I've seen how not only do they try to destroy people who disagree with them, even if you just don't say anything about whatever their cause mm. at the moment is because it changes – then their response is, well, you're, you are complicit. If you are silent, you are complicit. You're part of the problem. Then, then if you say, oh, you know, okay, well, fine. I, I, I agree with that. Makes sense. It's not enough unless you get out there with your megaphone and stand on the street corner and scream loudly and march in the protest and, you know, proclaim your allegiance to whatever their cause of the moment is, then it's not enough. They're not convinced. Uh, it, it, the, the goalposts keep changing. They don't believe in truth. And when people don't believe in truth and there are no boundaries to uh, what they are propagating in our society, which, which frankly poses a uh, great danger and risk. So I'm, I'm taking, and I, maybe I have this wrong, but I'm taking it that you, you know, you're not, you haven't become a conservative, but you still agree with some of the, socialist big government things that you supported in the past so if that's true who are you going to vote for i mean how are you uh, there's an election coming up you don't have to have names but do you vote for the party even if the person is good i no the answer is no uh i i i have always been of the mindset that we should not be voting 
based on party lines. We should be voting based on the character and values of a candidate and their commitment to the Constitution. Um, you know, there there are different uh, issues or positions that, you know, through my experience, I've seen, okay, wow, well, you know, I, I didn't know that or I didn't understand that. And I think it's important to to always be willing to self-examine and say, okay, was I right on that or not? Or is there a better approach to being able to tackle the problems that we face? Um, you know, I, I was confounded when I was vice chair of the Democratic National Party uh, for a few years in Washington. Every time we would go to events during during an election year and you'd hear the mantra, vote blue no matter who. And it never made any sense to me. It never made any sense because I know a lot of people who probably should not have ever been running for office, mm-hmm. but were standing up on a stage, getting people support and votes as people stood next to them saying, vote blue, no matter who the, who matters, character matters, your values matter, your commitment and who you're loyal to matters the most. The fact that we have gotten to a place in a country where we have so many leaders in Washington who took that oath that every one of us takes when you take public office, that oath to support and defend the Constitution, but they've thrown the Constitution in the trash or they're openly, uh, you know, stomping their feet on it in defiance of that oath that they took. Uh, this is where if you look at you start questioning why are why are people doing these things? Why are they taking the position that they're taking? Why are they why don't they believe in the rule of law? Why how can they oppose free speech? Uh, it's it's because they don't believe in the Constitution, be, and and without that, uh, they're floundering, and there is no foundation to stand on. Talking to Tulsi Gabbard, um, and I I think it is really important. Um, I like Tulsi. I don't know if you would consider me a friend, but I consider you a friend, Tulsi. I do, I do, Glenn. Um, and uh, and while we, I'm sure, disagree on a lot of really big things. It is really important when somebody recognizes and says, oh, that's poison, um, that even though they're not on your team, per se, that you recognize that's a huge, huge step and important because we have to get back to being a country where we can live side by side and disagree with each other, but still like each other and respect one another. So Tulsi. Good job. Thank you so much. Thank you. You bet. Great to talk to you, Glenn. Have a great day. You too. Tulsi.substack.com and uh, you can uh, find out more. Follow her on uh, Tulsi Gabbard at Tulsi Gabbard or TulsiGabbard.com. Okay. Um, Stability. Kind of an important word. Have you felt a lot of stability? I mean, our, our administration, our economic policies, more unstable than Kanye West. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. More at that saying something, right? Uh, the threats of war, internal upheaval, inflation, supply shortages. Don't forget, of course, the Great Reset. I mean, it is nasty right now. May I suggest you do everything you can to protect what you have. If you have any money in, you know, 401k or in any money saved, please consider gold or silver. I just read a um, an article last night from somebody who has not been in gold and silver and has been like, eh, I don't know, and said, okay, now is the time to get into gold or silver because um, everything is going to be worth less. 
until it's worthless and uh, the, the world will reset on this. Every legal tender bar card purchase purchased this week, you're going to receive a free Ben Franklin copper round, a free silver mind your business bar, and a free silver maple flex bar. Now, these are um, these legal tender bars. These are from the Canadian Mint. They are um, gold, and they're broken down into smaller denominations, so you could actually trade if things became crazy. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. These things sell out quickly. Go to goldline.com. Find out about them. Call them now. 866-GOLDLINE. This is the Glenn Beck Program. What a day. Huh? What a day. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like Tulsa. I mean, I think this is going to be an interesting show to hear someone kind of come out of that world and talk about these issues from a totally different perspective. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I, you know, I, I, you need more time to get into the nuance of things, but it doesn't sound to me like she's rejecting, you know, big government policies. Sure. She is the kind of liberal that I grew up thinking liberals were. Right. You know what I mean? They didn't hate America. They just wanted a bigger government, Mm -hmm. and they didn't want a government to tell you what to do all the time. They just felt that we needed a big, big safety net. I disagree with that, but that is somebody you can live with because we can go to the 4th of July fireworks together and both, you know, cry about how great our country is. The Glenn Beck Program.